0: Good morning. Everybody keeps asking what I did this weekend. We shut down Christmas. We put it away. Did we? Where did Trish go? Did she leave the service? Oh, there she is. I thought you were with the kids because you said you don't want to listen to Troy. Nice. Remember, I always get up here last so I can, you know, get that last shot in. Uh, About a year ago, we... Had this moment, and it was really a moment of we had just kind of planned this idea at a leadership relaunch, and a, actually it was a leadership launch to talk about how many stories existed in this campus, and we could probably pick tons of campuses uh, of or different places where we've been and in our city, but specifically wanted to focus here, and so we talked about these red X's, and so we asked people to put a red X in duct tape wherever in the building, they had this God moment. And uh, sure enough, a couple were in the bathroom stalls. Don't ask me what was going on there, but for some reason, God met them there. Um, But what we started to talk about is how powerful stories are. When you read the scripture, when you read the Bible from cover to cover, and I, I think some of you have taken the challenge to read your Bibles all the way through this year, it's amazing, these stories. And what I love about the Bible, it's, it's largely a narrative of the story of God, but it's the story of God in people. We could talk about God all we want, about the things that we believe in, but when we see that living out in the lives of people in story. And so you fast forward all the way to the New Testament where Jesus resurrects and he ascends to heaven and he launches the church. And they didn't have church campuses. They didn't have Bibles at that point. They had these existing Jewish synagogues, and they had a place to gather, and they would come in and tell stories, tell stories about Jesus and about what he was doing and how he was kind of unfolding in their crazy lives, and that's what we wanted to do with Red X Stories. We really wanted stories where we get to see God really showing up in someone's life. So this next person uh, we're going to share with you, and we've been kind of holding a surprise because there's some announcements to it, but... Um, He's been working here for 22 years. Now, if 22 years puts us back to 1994, does anybody know what a top song in 1994 was? Anybody? A top movie, Dumb and Dumber was a top movie that year, just want you to know. Forrest Gump was a big movie that year. Uh, But I'm going to introduce, really, Pete App is going to come up, and so Pete is going to share this, but we figured we would welcome him with the song from 1994. Here we go. Come on up, Pete. Let's welcome Pete. Anybody recognize the song? Anybody remember the song? Who knows what the song is? I saw the sign, Nate. Good job, Nate. Well, Pete hasn't aged, is that what you said? Oh, he, looks <laughs> he looks the same. We're going to find out that secret. Well, he looks a little bit different in this picture. Oh yeah. This is a camp picture. I don't know what year that is, but if you're not sure where Pete or Sherry are, uh, here we go, right there, I think oh, Sherry's yeah. with Jordan, mm-hmm. and there's Pete. Nice look there, Pete. Anybody oh, yeah. else in there that's uh, in the service now that we know of? I,
1: you know, I've been looking around. I'm not quite sure. If you're here, you can raise your hand. But there's, there's a few that are there's still around. There's a few around. people. Yeah. yeah, and those are good years, man. Look at that. I can't believe parents entrusted me. Yeah. <laughs> really? I'm
0: just, Most you know, of them don't attend church anymore. Um, they were, we're wondering no. <laughs> how <laughs> this season. Yeah. I'm yeah. just, there you go. There you go. Uh, let me let me show another picture here. Oh, can't uh, this one with Eric Rodden. I'm not oh, sure yeah. what spiritual moment you guys were having there, but we want to know what is that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> Yep. The
0: fanny pack. That, that
1: is a great moment in history right there. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of that's, comments, that's, but I won't make them.
1: No, nope, I'm just gonna no. not say a thing.
0: Do I have another one in there? There you go. <laughs> sunscreen. Uh, sunscreen. And then sunscreen. I'm not sure if this is ministry related, but I'm, I'm thinking it is. Oh, dude,
1: yeah, we did. We did YMCA. We lip synced the YMCA. So we dressed up as the characters, and this was for a small group banquet at the church years ago. Anybody else here for that? No, nope, they're not here either. No, okay. they were, I think they were offended. And scared away. They were offended by. If you don't us, know where Pete is,
0: there he is. And then who is this other guy?
1: Oh yeah, that's Mark Ashley. I don't know where Mark is. Is Mark in here? Oh, yeah, look at him. I think that mustache is real, too. Look at that thing. Yeah. That dude, yeah.
0: Crazy. A mustache in a day. Well, uh, we're here with some stories. Uh, We talk about these stories for Red X. but So, Pete, you got the short version to it. So, why don't you give us the short version, and then uh, we're going to take the rest of the time to unpack kind of the long version. So, tell us what's going on.
1: Yep, yep. Well, just... Uh, yeah, I've been here for 22 years, and so that is, that's is—that's a long time, and um, and so that journey has been really good, and yet the journey for me continues now as I step out of the church and off of staff here to uh, become uh, a business manager at a local commercial construction company, and so uh, my last day will be the 25th, 24th of, of January. Yeah, that's so a that's big a deal.
0: That's a huge deal. Um, I think the average stay... For an employee in America is 4.4 years. The average stay of a pastor is three to four years. Uh, For someone to stay for 22 years, that's a big deal. Yeah, Yeah. really big deal. Really big deal. Yeah. Now, I don't know if, I mean, Pete's pretty much done everything. So let's just, let's start talking about Mm -hmm. what you've done here. I know you've done finance.
1: Uh, well, when I was hired, so as you can see by the pictures, uh, it was for student ministry. So for the first several years, I, I, was, I was hired to be uh, the youth pastor, overseeing middle school and high school. And, and what a cool journey that is, because really, uh, I mean, dude, our, our paths are tied uh, inexplicably, just tied. Mm-hmm. And, and just, so uh, what a cool beginning to my ministry story before I came here was that I was serving at a church in Chicago, uh, playing the drums, and and then uh, I had met Troy. Troy had come in, and we had a meeting at Denny's. Uh, there, I think it was on Route 72 or Barrington Road, the Barrington Road Denny's. And we were sitting at the counter, uh, and you paid, which was awesome. And uh,
0: no longer. No,
1: no. So you just challenged me to take the next step in in ministry and said, "Hey, why don't you come and and uh, why don't you come and uh, volunteer with our group of students?" So I jumped in to to volunteer. Uh, that's when I met Sherry, and so Sherry and I uh, met while in ministry. And so, what a what a fun time of man! What a what a fun time of serving yeah. together. Uh, really, the four of us were yeah. serving together for several years, and then moved up here uh, to be student ministries pastor. And and throughout the years, there's been a lot of different things that I've done uh, here at the church. Um, you know, mostly behind the scenes, sometimes up front here. And you well, know, wait, from, let's go through some okay. of them.
0: You've helped build the building, right?
1: Yep, I was able to uh, be a part of uh, some of the building projects which was way cool just hanging out with the construction guys yeah. listening to ACDC smelling the, the mortar and everything that was awesome yeah that was awesome <laughs> yeah. Not a hard the, hat
0: I would say most of the policy manuals right mm-hmm have come from very exciting the, 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 the that was an exciting love part you of the have journey for policy. Right? <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> policy manuals awesome uh, no so, I guess stu- uh, student ministries and you know I've taught here uh, on occasion uh, led uh, different ministries to to serve the church. I mean, I don't know, what, ministry, what I've Yeah, done, right. So most lot. recently, jumping into family life. Yeah. yeah, has been just a super. I mean, for me anyway, it's just a super good experience of of getting back to uh, to to the people side of ministry. Yeah,
0: I'm probably hovering over what you've done because it just I want people to know Pete's done quite a bit. Actually, turn the lights up a bit if you would just for a moment. Um, if, if you're, I asked for the lights <laughs> up. What's going on here? Wow, they're disobedient. I'm just joking. They, they'll shut me off now, watch. that. Yeah. Um, if Pete uh, has, in some way, in the ministry he's had here in 22 years, has touched you or your family, you stand up. Yeah. yeah, pretty cool. All right, you can have a seat. Now, if you're mad at Pete, would you stand <laughs> up? Um, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man, you're right. It's been rich, uh, full of a lot of I think, great moments in ministry, but let's talk about when, you know, Joe is leaving. It, it, we go anywhere in life, and you spend enough time at one place, you're going to start feeling restless. I mean, we talked about this last service, but really the nature of we're both crying here, so don't rescue Pete when he starts crying, please. I got... Let him sit in it. That... That's used. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, all right. That came out of the cushion, I too, found it, it in disturbing. here, and I just
1: pulled it out, so I don't know what... <laughs> Now These the, are
0: both from Bobby's office, and he's watching cushion. from home. So That's a Cheerio
1: for the boys! Look at that.
0: <laughs> uh, we all feel restless if we're in one place for some time, and we, whether it's in relationships, in our marriage, in our families, in our jobs, we can feel a sense of unsettledness. And so, Pete, talk a little bit about that because I think that really relates to where we all find ourselves at some point in life. But you were unsettled when Joe was starting to leave.
1: Yeah, and you know, as you, you know, holding jobs, there's days, you have resume days, and you think, Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, but then there's periods where it's just, oh, I'm just, there's something deeper, and, and so, you know, when Joe was preparing to step out of his role here, uh, I thought, okay, this is, I was feeling unsettled, and, and it was a, I, I thought, this is a good time for me, to to leave as well, and so I went out and over the course of a couple of years, uh, earned an MBA, and thought I'm going to go out. And I'm going out into the business world, you know, do that. And uh, and yet, uh, I just felt this unsettledness. Uh, and yet, it wasn't. It didn't happen. A- and you know, I, I'm glad. I'm glad it didn't happen because I think I would have been running from as opposed to running to. Uh, and I feel like now I'm running to as opposed to running from. So. Yeah, I was running from a place where I just—and we've talked about this—felt uh, just exhausted, emotionally, physically, spiritually. I mean, uh, conflict for me is a great weight loss program. No kidding. I mean, I would—you know—Joe and I would kind of joke, dark, you know, dark humor that way. Just if, as we were experiencing difficulties, as we do in the church on occasion, you are, or you know, we'd start to shed the pounds and kind of look at one another and, and go off for a burger or something. Um, but no, just a uh, oh, I was just tired. Yeah. So, uh, it was a it was a good time to stay, and so I was so uh, so encouraged. Um, you know, when you came in to be able to, <laughs> so it was a funny journey, right? <laughs> so, uh, we we connected in Chicago, and then I moved up here, and then you would be here on occasion and and annually. And so, what a cool dream that that we talk about that someday. But then you 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 stepped in, and then I was able to stay, and and you you could probably talk more about that. Yeah,
0: I just. When i when we when Trish and I had moved up, and you know largely uh, you know not to disappoint everybody, but it wasn't because um, we we couldn't wait to be in Green Bay. It really was to be next to Pete and sherry and and the family and and really just figure out what God was doing, but as God started to unfold the the role here at church, we could just tell and you you retired i mean and so when when I was asked to take this role, the first thing I said is, you know what, I told Pete, you have to stay. I don't care if we're gonna put IV bags on you for the next four (laughs) years, but um, organizationally they say you never wanna lose someone who is so entrenched in the operations of a church. So I didn't wanna lose Joe and Pete. And we just needed a season, at least a few, uh, because uh, again, many of you have attested to that, but Pete's done so much here. and." Uh, it was important for him to still be a part of that. In that, though, we, we asked him to step away because we felt like it was, you know, I mean, you were hiring and firing. I mean, that, that and that's mm-hmm. draining. Uh, you were doing the budget. That's draining. And they were all almost non-people interactive stuff. And so we, mm-hmm. we asked, say, let's yes. get him out of that. So for a while there, it kind of created some new life. Absolutely. And yep. yet I think we all knew that might be come back around, that idea of you using your MBA and could it happen again. But you started a process, I think, that started to unpack for you.
1: All right. Uh, You know, the the time that I was able to stay, it it was a good time of rest and recovery and restoration, but also exploration because I was able to explore some new areas of serving in our church. And and to be engaged, to step out of of kind of the, the, the task role, more of the task role, uh, and step really deeply into to the people role of empowering people and, and connecting with people and really um, developing. I think I was running for so long from from who I am wired to be, and that is someone who's who's sensitive. As much as I mean, I hate coming up here and crying and stuff. It just drives me crazy, you know. It just and yet that's who I am. And so the last several years have given me a chance to serve. In, in, I think, very significant ways in the lives of many of you, and from weddings and and Sherry and I sitting and counseling, uh, a number of you as as young couples, and uh, to to funerals, uh, man, to, to be able to be connected to you and your family in times of stress and grief, and to cry with you and to to kneel at the bedside of of someone who's dying and to just read scripture has has been. has been uh, awesome, man, and, and uh, uh, I, I, told, I tell this, it's, I, I didn't like to used to do the, uh, uh, the baptisms, uh, just I don't like feeling like I'm going to fail, and so that's a big, I've got a mic on, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something stupid, you know, and, and hold them down too long, or whatever the case is, <laughs> I don't know, um, so, but, but to be involved in someone's life in that way, that moment, where, where they come up out of the water, and oftentimes you see it on a Sunday, and they're, yes, that is a, a significant moment of life change and impact, and I'm so grateful that I get to be a part of that. So that's been this last four years, and to sit with our family life team and connect again, funny how it's like a bookend. I started in student ministries, and I, and I ended uh, connecting with student ministries, and to serve our staff in those areas, and you and your families in that area, has just been, I think I've received more than I've been given. And so it's it feels, and yet there's this, this unsettledness and, and this journey that we started um, even before the last spring, but last spring was really a, a time of, of intense soul searching, of doing the hard work internally and externally of transition. And so I read, I, I'm a process guy, so I had all the you know bullet points and steps and everything, and I'm going to read books. And so I read like Six or seven books, and, and uh, which was awesome. Uh, I talked to a number of of you here in the congregation. Just what could be, what skills might transfer uh, to to the marketplace as if I were to do that, and yet also needing to to do the internal hard work of why am I unsettled? And so even just John Ortberg's book, Soul Keeping, breathed life into me. And in that God is not. He says God is not. It's not important who, you know, where you are, what you do. It's who you are becoming. And that struck a chord in me. And it's not about perfection and competence and ability. It's about clinging to our Father. And those things struck me. It's like, that's what I want to be. I want to be wherever I am. I, I want to be connected to my Father. And, and, and I'm always unsettled. You know, I'm always a little bit of dis, discord in me, sometimes a lot. And so I knew, though, that this time around as opposed to when, when Joe had left. This was the time that I really had to, really had to get serious. Am I going to explore the marketplace, and, and, or am I going to uh, stay here? So really for me, it's an alignment of, uh, of I feel as though I'm, I'm aligning reality with my perception. My perception is I'm in control. I've got stability. I've got safety, and it's kind of anchored here in relationship and a job and different things. And I'm aligning that with the reality of God is the only one in control of everything. And so I'm choosing to take a step of faith uh, out and and to see what happens. And and we'll see, uh, we'll see if what I have learned here because of my interaction with you, we'll see what that does does elsewhere uh, in in our city of Green Bay. So I'm I'm super excited.
0: Well, you said something too that I think would be very uh, relevant to many in the room. I think often we we default to what we feel we can control and what we feel some security with. And so uh, I want you to hear that giving taking Pete um, out of the role of some of the operations and stuff was not because he was doing a bad job. He was doing a great job. But he was comfortable with it. And so I think putting you back into the relational world, which is out of control, it's not, you know, it's hard to manage that. It's not like a policy manual, right? And I think that was good for you. And I think it did, it did grow you. And I think, as you've said, you've had great stories and and life in that. But I think just for all of us to hear, sometimes God's going to put you in the place that you're not gifted and you're you're not comfortable with, or you're, you're not sure about, and it seems like he's been doing that with you.
1: Oh, yeah. I just, the whole change piece, um, you know, 22 years was, was about a lot of things, and, and honestly, it partly was probably about making decisions or lack thereof, and just so, and just in reading um, and processing, it, it, this decision is very much about uh, taking responsibility. I think I've I've wanted the writing in the sky, and I've wanted uh, just you know someone up someone to come say to me, hey, without me searching for it, hey, I got something for you, or just to recognize without me doing the hard work. So I, I feel as though um, for, for some period of time I, I really abdicated responsibility for my own for my own journey and to seek what God has for me. So this has been very much at stepping out in faith. I'm going to be purposeful and intentional. And really, uh, even just this morning, uh, looking over a passage uh, in Luke, Luke 5, um, uh, I think it ends at verse 11. It's where Jesus calls the the first disciples. And, and uh, I, I've talked to our group leaders about that recently, and, and just the, the idea that, that Peter knew fishing, he, his whole world was comfortable, it was safe, it was everything to him, and yet he stepped out into the unknown where it was not safe. It was not secure, but he was following a dream, a calling, a feeling of, I have to do this. And on, honestly, if I, I had to face the fear, I would rather live um, with the fear than die with regret. Because honestly, I think that I, I would, if I were to die six months from now, I, w- I would have regretted not trying something different and just put my whole self, oh. into into God's hands. So very much this has been a spiritual journey for me. Uh, A lot of parts of the journey, but very much a spiritual journey for me.
0: So talk about, you talk about change and uh, what's interesting, Pete's been here so long. uh, He not only changed things, but he's also changed them maybe a few times. And now we are changing things that you've changed a few times. So that's been a little bit interesting for you.
1: That was a growth Thing for me, honestly, and I didn't understand years ago. Uh, a friend had said, "Who used to work here? Why, why do you keep on changing things?" Because I, I inherited some things f- from him, and then I started changing it all because I wanted to, you know, do it my way or whatever it was. And and so I'm gonna have to circle back around and have the conversation. But really, it was, it's been a, it's been a super growth point for me to to not only change. Somebody else's stuff, but then change my own stuff. And when I say stuff, it's uh, right. holding it very loosely. It's just stuff that I've been a part of. Uh, to now, over the last several years, of watching stuff that I've been a part of be changed completely. What? What? A, I had to put on my big boy pants and say, you know what? It's open hands. The whole everything is is out of my control. It's all open hands. What have I been here for? It's to serve. And if that means we need to change things right now, let's change it. So that's been a growth point
0: yeah. for me. So talk about the, I think you had said there was a, I mean, it's, it's easy to fix the unsettledness by trying, it's not easy. We think perception wise, we can change everything around us. Let's get a different job. And I think we've kind of moved you around a little bit to mm-hmm. try to revive or, or, yeah. or solve some of that unsettledness. But I think you're on an inner discovery, and so talk a little bit about that in your journal and some of the stuff mm-hmm. you've discovered. It's, it's been more of an inner work.
1: Yeah, I've just i I've kept a journal uh, s- since uh, last spring, and just uh, the conversations I've had and the different people I've talked to and the, my thoughts and, and my fears and, and just the books I've read and just this has been a good thing, and I've never been a journaler, and yet over the last couple of years, I've turned into one. And so, this process not only has been external of, of resumes and conversations and explorations, but also the internal hard work of getting over the hurdle in my head of, is it okay to not be a pastor anymore? It, you know, is, is it okay to step out of pastoral ministry and then do something different? Um, is it okay to, to leave, to leave a place that I've been for 22 years and invested time and energy and, and tears and prayers and family? and um, Is it okay to leave that? And, and so to come to grips with the answers to those questions, but also to honestly to go, go to some counseling. I wanted to make sure I wasn't running from something. I yeah. wanted to make sure that, because my stuff, I, I brought bags of stuff into this place 22 years ago and I've gotten rid of some and carried some more and and Are so, you leaving any? I, I'm going to leave some, probably. <laughs> Sorry. Is so, it in a fanny pack? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, You know, I'm going to go somewhere else and bring my stuff, but I want to make sure I talked about my stuff with yeah. someone. So I sat down with one of the counselors uh, that, that we have here in our congregation, and oh, that was awesome. You know, that was really good in a painful, great sort of way, and just explore um, my stuff. What am I running from? What am I afraid of? Because a large part of my story is about fear, about uh, about saying no to opportunities, and fear of failure. I hate feeling like I'm going to be a failure or incompetent. So, so to explore what that was, so uh, man, that was really, really good. And the word that can the word is wonder. The, the word that was replaced. Um, I can't remember what the last word was that I had to re- long story, more than we have time for. But the word that I keep hitting out of my head, and it was a part of this counseling journey was wonder. God is wonder. I am wonderful. God has made me wonderful. And I am I am capable. And He's wired me in such a way. It's it's part I think about the song that we're gonna sing here after this, and I know it's it's super dear to me. You're a good, good father and I'm loved by you, I'm I'm loved, it's who I am, and you're a good, good father. So I think about, uh, man, our father's so good, regardless of job, regardless of all the circumstances I find myself in and we find ourselves, and he's a good father, he's for us, he's behind us, he's the God of of compassion and mercy and love and provision and adventure and risk and craziness, and creativity, and all these things that I want a part of my life. I'm tired of playing it safe. I'm, I'm 47, and I'm tired of playing it safe, man, and, and I want to do something different. Uh, so I am, and, and so, it, but it, that's it, hard work, stuff yeah. that, you know, I don't like sitting up here telling stories and crying, and, you know, I'd rather walk out the back door and say, see, I'm, I'll see you next week, yeah. you know?
0: Well, we talked about that. I, I don't think you know we've known and we've pete trisha sherry and i've been we've been talking for quite some time just about the reality that this this day will probably come and you, someone here for 22 years you don't just say hey by the way this person's leaving see ya uh man you honor that and 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 you celebrate that and on the flip side you're not leaving town I don't think you stop being a pastor. You still have a pastor's heart. So the, yeah. you're leaving employment. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, God's taken 22 years to shape who you are to maybe, maybe that's what you could talk about is the whole new world that you get to enter into to bring what you've kind of grown up here in. Mm-hmm.
1: Man, I, I, that's one of the things I'm most excited about. Because you're right, I'm, I'm leaving... Uh, I'm not leaving ministry because right. as a Christ follower I am engaged in ministry every day. That's what I'm called to do and what we're called to do as Christ followers and that is to be a light to our world and minister to others. So I'm I'm still in in ministry that way, just not in a, a paid role. So but I'm very much excited about going out into the context in which I'm going to serve next and and just see what God is going to do and just and to see all the You guys really uh, were, you've shaped me into who I am. Um, And so, man, I'm hoping and I'm praying and I know that that the people with whom I'll come in contact with outside of this place uh, will benefit from you and your shaping of me. And I was allowed to be here for a certain amount of time. And so I'm super excited for a ministry outside it, but I'm also super excited to come back and volunteer and, and man, I want to play drums more. that's my happy spot and so i love i just i, I love playing um and so I can be expressive you know and uh, feel free and, and so I love doing that and and so I'm excited to come back and serve like many of you do. you show up after a long day and you serve and you serve your tails off and so I'm excited to be with you doing that so leaving leaving uh, a paid job this is not leaving ministry or yeah. church and so it's fun because uh, you know Sherry is is uh, Sherry and I've worked together for the last couple years officially and that has been such a blessing and an honor and a, yeah. and a great thing for she and I and, and so that's part of honestly the part that will probably grieve the most at this point is just that working relationship now being different we, you know, oftentimes drive here together and stay all day together, drive home together, and talk about our day for hours together. So, uh, it's some of you couldn't. Some of you asked me, "How can you do that?" Right? <laughs> Dude, I'm married way up. So that's how I, I that's how I can do it, way way up. And so we'll we'll grieve that, but that's been such a blessing. And, and so Sherry will still be here serving, and, and so I'm excited to support her and and her role here too, as as I volunteer and cheer her on from from that vantage point.
0: Yeah, so Sherry will still be on our staff, and um, they're not leaving, so that feels different. And I think you said something. Talk about that, too. We we didn't talk about this last service, but uh, Joe and Ted modeled something for
1: you. They did. Yeah, I want to make sure that that I leave. You know, Joe and Ted were both involved for years here, and Ted then, when he left, Joe and I have talked about this. When Ted left... um, he actually still stayed behind the scenes. He met with Joe, and and he, even though Ted served behind the scenes, wasn't in front very often. Uh, but he served in our singles ministry for years. He served as a part of the teaching team, so he very much had an influence on our yeah. our congregation or body. So he left, and yet he was still here, mm-hmm. and still volunteering, and and it looked very different, uh, and yet at the same time he was very instrumental. And Joe has continued to do the same, and. And you know, Joe, of course, had moved out of the area, and yet he's still been involved in many of our lives, and mine included, just super big cheerleader, um, you know, challenger, lover of my soul. And so in that way, he still is engaged in the life of this place. And so I hope to be the same, and, and not quite sure what it's going to look like, but I really I want to follow their example, because two very um, uh, great Christ followers who've honored uh, the body of Christ in the way they left, the way they continued to serve in in the ways that they served. So, what, that's a fun story. Yeah. So, it's a lot of lot of fun there.
0: So, what would you? I mean, the, the last Sunday is going to be well, for his employment. Again, it's not like you were marching him out of that's town. Right. <laughs> um, so, the twenty fourth will be the Sunday we'll we'll pray over you in commission. But what would you love to say? I mean. We're we're unpacking this idea of stepping off a staff role, long journey. And I know you probably can't summarize it in a couple of minutes, but what would you love to say to everybody?
1: Yeah, I I think the biggest thing, and there's a lot, and I'll be interested to see how I'm thinking and feeling a month or a year from now, just what would I say. But I think right now the biggest thing in my head and my heart is thank you. <laughs> You're killing me. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man! Really, th- thank you for the opportunity to serve. Really, from the bottom of my heart. And, and you know, our family has grown up here. I've tried to grow up here, um, but now I've grown up here from not ha- being newly married. As just we moved up here what? When is it? Married a year maybe, and, and then not having any kids and. Our kids have been born and raised and growing up and leaving here now. And and so thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you. Thank you for uh, your patience. Uh, Just as I've um, experimented and tried to figure out how to serve uh, our Father in the best way possible, how to um, be a man and how to express feelings. You know, and how to, to how to be effective and how to um, resolve conflict and how to do all these things. You have been gracious and so very gracious uh, to my family and I uh, in that way. And, and so thank you. You've been patient. Thank you for your forgiveness in many instances and your senses of humor. And so, yeah, I just, man, you've been gracious to my whole family. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to, to serve you. So.
0: Lord, we love you yeah. uh, can we just pray, if you like, just to pray for for Pete and this new step and and what it's going to mean not just for him for the family but for us as a church so father we're we are amazed at how good of a father you are, and thank you for allowing us to to be impacted by pete and you did make him wonderful. And we love that. And Father, we just thank you for what we're going to get to witness and watch how he gets to bring some of that wonder to the secular world, Father, and in the job and the marketplace. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you would show great fruit uh, around him. And so we love him and we thank you for him in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we thank God for Pete <laughs> as I dismiss him <laughs> off stage here, and yeah. <laughs> Probably want to want to sit down because I'm not going to preach now. That was just the warm-up. That was an intro. Uh, it's, It's pretty awesome to be a part of that and to witness that, and we just wanted to do a good job at really taking a story that sometimes churches don't get to celebrate, and someone in the kitchen had just said to me, gosh, that's a big deal, and it seems like we have people stay here a long time. And I I really mean that. There's some interesting culture at Community Church that God's blessed us with some tenures that have been amazing about the length of stay, and um, that's a blessing, and that's a testimony to uh, you guys and just what God's doing in this place. And so uh, what a great thing for us to be a part of that with Pete and Sherry. I know uh, the 24th is his last employment Sunday, but really, um, if you want to get together with him, it's not like we're going to have this big party and, you know, send off and, we do want to get him a gold panty pack. I just, I'm just <laughs> going to search for it. Um, it would be awesome. 22 years. Just put it right on there. Um, and fill it with all your junk. There you go. <laughs> and you can take it with you. <laughs> no. uh, but just take them out. Go say, hey, let's get together and want to hear more about your story and, and what you've gone through. Because I would, I would assume many of you have seasons in your life where you've been unsettled. You you feel restless, and so please just take the time to meet with Pete and Sherry, and they would they would love that. Um, I wanted to to kind of turn us into response time because these stories are to help us identify a little bit some somehow similarly what we've been going through. And again, I think we could all attest we've been unsettled and in some space in our life. And I know I love this passage, and this is what I I was trying to think of a couple passages about what I think about when Pete's working here, and for 22 years, one of the words that comes up is faithful. You have to be faithful. In the midst of uncertainty, struggle, pain, discouragement, you've got to be faithful. We read story after story through Scripture about those who have been faithful. And, and don't we long to stand before the Father one day and say, you've been faithful. First Peter 4.10 says, each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others. We could sit here and say, as many of you have been touched by, by Pete, he's used whatever gifts he's had, not claiming that they're perfect or not flawed in some way, but he's, he's used his gifts, and it says, as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. That has been a beautiful picture of that, and I would encourage us to reconcile that in our own lives. What has God given you, and are you using it faithfully to serve other people? Because whatever gifts you have, he's given you, and he has given you enough to do what he's called you to do. He's given you enough time, space, resources to have impact on people's lives. I know that he wrote policies and ran budgets. Those were secondary to really his life touch on people and using his gifts. The other one I think I'm, I'm moved by is this sense of standing firm and being constant and and someone anywhere for 22 years making it and not just getting by, but really having huge impact as Pete has had. I think this passage rings true. It says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. You know, you could just hear Paul saying to the Corinthian church, don't let the world hit you in such a way to throw you off balance. Stand firm. Just get ready because stuff's going to come your way. Let nothing move you. Uh, This is, I have to read this verse so much and I'm sure Pete's had to read this verse enough in his journey here at Community Church. But always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. I think this one is one we've got to remember. And I know having Known Pete, just not in this journey, but as family, often we'll sit back and go, Is this worth it? How many of you felt in your journey as a Christ follower at work, in your family, in your marriage, um, financially, is this worth it? And you feel that struggle. Again, Paul encouraging the, the Corinthian church always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know. It's going to produce something. You may not see it in your lifetime. You may not get to witness all of it. You may not have a great party or an interview to see some of the impact you've had. But it will not go empty. Friends, that's a powerful promise from Scripture. That that's what makes the church work. is people that believe that truth. That we're to faithfully use our gifts and that when you put that to practice... God will bring fruit around it. He'll produce something in it. And we get to watch as God's using not just 22 years, but watch now the years after as Pete goes into the marketplace. But what about you? We're going to go to communion, and we get this great chance, as the Scripture says, that if you know Christ, go to communion. If you don't know Christ, the Scripture says don't go. This is not some rote tradition that you just to go up there, and it's not for you to go up there and think that if you just, God's more pleased if you take communion. Jesus said at the Last Supper, take this to remember me. Why did he say that? He said that because he wanted you to remember the sacrifice he made so that you could live. The sacrifice that you that you're getting from him so that you could not just live and survive, but you could live life in its fullness and experience fruit. We take communion and celebrate, I will give myself fully to pleasing a good father. I think about opportunities. Pete's talked about his own father, and I know he loves his dad. If we would have got him about his dad, he would have been even a worse mess. And, but I know because he loves his dad. And I'm sure no matter where we're at in this room, no matter what our journey with our father, we long to be loved by a father. In the scripture, calls us to give everything we can to be approved by this Father. And he loves us. I love what Pete said. He he thinks we're wonderful. He does. And don't you have that longing to please him? Don't you long one day to have him stand? You stand before him and to say, good job. Good job, Pete. Good job. I long for that. As we take communion this this morning, would you just remember that he's given you enough. He's given you enough time. He's given you enough space. He's given you enough around you to serve others. Let's remember that. Father in heaven, we're grateful that you're such a good father. You're an honoring God. You're a loving father. God, might we return that love back as we serve others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.